future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Welcome to Live, Love, Thrive. Uh, it's brought to you by, of course, 360karma.com. And thank you for tuning into our Women's Empowerment Hour. Today we have two fearless trailblazers as our guests. Uh, later in the show, we're going to have Cher Pasquini, who is the head of employee relations for the largest NGO in the world, which is uh, World Vision International. She oversees more than 46,000 employees globally and has traveled to more than 50 countries herself, including Afghanistan and North Korea. So we will be talking with her about her incredible travels later in the show. But first, we have the very first uh, female Latin American GM for Honda in the country. Please welcome Carolyn Oliveria. Hi, Carolyn. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How good are to you? See you, Catherine? Um, Thank you for having me. You bet. You bet. So, uh, very impressive. You're the first Latin American woman to uh, be a G- GM at mm-hmm. Honda mm-hmm. in the United States. Yes, ma'am. That's correct. Yeah. That's cool, right? It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a long road, and it's yeah. Uh, it's, um, well, 15 years, right? Yeah, just yeah. just about, and um, it's uh, it's a fantastic honor. I, I yeah. I'm humbled. But and, now uh, you've been in this position for five years. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's so correct. it took you 10 years to get to where you are. Yes. And yeah, yeah. I know a lot of blood, sweat and tears, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, no doubt. I mean, that's a tough industry. It is. It, it, any industry, I think, is difficult. Yeah. Um, but it's I don't know. Automotive, I think, is like really male dominated. It's very right. Like, I was going to huh. say it's definitely yeah. much more male dominated yeah. industry than most. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a it's been a struggle, but it's it's also been a great ride. Yeah. So well, anytime, you know, you succeed at something that's a struggle, then it's a great ride. Absolutely. Right. right? Absolutely. I mean, you got to where you were maybe wanting to go or hoping sure, to go. absolutely. Yeah. 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 So you started off in uh, sales? Yes, that's correct. Okay. I started selling cars and uh, moved on up through sales management and finance management and uh-huh. um, honed my skills, so to speak, yeah. and have learned um, the other departments in the store. Besides sales, there's parts and service as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, a, it's a real um, unit. You yeah, know, that functions together, and, and it's really been a, a great learning experience and a, my proudest achievement. I would think that uh, this is what makes you a good general manager is that you have been through all of it. Like mm-hmm. you've done the sales, you've done mm-hmm. the finance, mm-hmm. you, you know. It definitely, yeah, yeah. It, it would be difficult, I would think, to step into it without yeah. having had that experience because yeah. you don't know, you can't have the empathy for the employee that's actually doing the task. Right, right. right. So. But I bet you some people have just stepped into it. They probably have come from. Some- it could be, yeah. you know. It, yeah, it, but- it, it's definitely, you know, um, there is some nepotism in the business. And, yeah. Uh, but I think it's going away. Yeah. Uh, and even um, whatever is left over, it's a different generation, and the yeah. business is very different yeah. in terms of um, 
the internet and the social media aspect of it. So right. it's really evolved yeah, a tremendous changing. amount. Yeah. yeah, more people are buying online. Absolutely, yeah. for sure. For well, sure. what I think is impressive, okay, is not only are you the first uh, Latin American woman that's a, a GM for Honda, but what's really impressive is that out of 1,100 dealerships they have around the country, you were number 1,100 yes. when you started here in L.A. That you came correct. from New York to L.A. That's to right. take over this, like... Um, uh, last in place, <laughs> bankrupt, closed, uh, yeah. yeah, closed dealership. So you really started from scratch. We did. And took it in five years to the top 25 in the country. That's correct. That's what's impressive. Thank you. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. I think that's more impressive yeah. um, than, yeah. than my own, um, you know, I mean, it's, they're both impressive. But, Thank you. But. You know, um, it's interesting because they say research shows that companies that have women uh, in their management team are more profitable. <laughs> and so, you know what? You're, you're like proving that theory. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. great. I, I'm, I'm happy yeah. to, to hear that. We definitely um, have... Um, a lot of our top management is female. Mm -hmm. um, and at, it, at your dealership. At my dealership, yeah. yes. And, um, well, I'm sure you saw to that. <laughs> I do, to a degree. It pays I, to have a female GM. To a degree, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, do, I, I do seek to uh, really look for women and add yeah. them to this great business that I love so dearly and it's yeah. been so wonderful to myself and to my family yeah. and my friends. Yeah. And um, I want to give women the opportunity into yeah. seeing the car business or the automotive industry as a viable career path. That's great. Um, you know, as opposed to the traditional yeah. ones that, you know, yeah. where women are usually um, directed yeah. towards. Right. So, right. yeah, a lot of our, our top female leadership, we have a female controller, we have a female service BDC manager, I have female technicians, female oh my salespeople. Gosh, that's great. Um, they, yeah. Yeah. Women run the world, like Beyonce says, right? right? That's right. That's right. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is uh, I, I was just reading that um, only 7% of the management of any dealership in the country are women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and that's the same in a lot of industries, technology, Con politics. Sure. You know, and considering we sell yeah. about 17 million automotive units retail in the country for the year, mm -hmm. that's a really small piece of that puzzle yeah you know unfortunately but hopefully yeah. it'll evolve into bigger and better things as well that's why i'm doing this show on, so sure. that we can uh say hey uh let's change this yes. let's step up and how are we going to change it and one of the ways is by putting women in positions of influence mm -hmm. like yourself mm -hmm. because then you change it right yeah, yeah. I, I want people to see me not so much as um whatever struggles have, I've gone through to get here. I want them to see the positive side of it and right. to see there's light at the end of the tunnel and yeah. it can be done yeah. and it's just how much you want it. And yeah. um, and the opportunities are there and it's an industry that really is calling for more women. And, and even as women, we want to buy from women. I was we just going to say women. that. You just right. read my mind. I was going to yeah. say, I think both men and women like to buy from women. I agree. I think I agree. A, a man wants to buy from a woman sure. and a woman wants to buy from a woman. Absolutely. So it's been kind of crazy all these years that these car dealerships haven't recognized that. I, yeah, I don't I don't want to fault the car dealerships so much or, or the management so much as, as it's not 
an industry that's really out there in the public mm-hmm. as an industry yeah. that has a career path right? as far as medicine or mm-hmm. uh, becoming an attorney or, you know, the the typical career paths, even, you know, mm-hmm. architecture or things like that. Um, they're, they're made these career paths and sales, unfortunately, isn't um, gilded this career path of mm-hmm. like, affluence or um, any kind of importance, unfortunately. Right. It's kind of like at the bottom of the barrel. And right. it's or women because, just don't think about it, you're saying. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Think, I don't think men think about it. I don't right. think we as a, a society think of sales as a great, viable career path. And right. it's really sad because it really is it's the fabric, great, really, yeah. of our country. So <laughs> entrepreneurship and sales and yeah. retail. and Maybe that's because um, most people don't have that capability. It is a gift, wouldn't you say? Um, it's you know it, it, to a degree it can be taught but yeah, yeah. There, it, there is a sense of a talent that has to go along with it you know because right. they always um, say um, in any sales organization like twenty percent of the people do eighty yes. percent of the business that's actually quite accurate yeah that's actually quite accurate yeah um, but I believe that to be in real in a real business mm-hmm. anyway I don't care yeah. what kind of, it could be in a corporation it could be in yeah. sales any type of business it, really yeah. I think that eighty twenty rule applies across the board yeah but, it does um, it's just I think sales needs to be seen as more of a viable career path and yeah. more so even for women right you know so that's hopefully what we'll be doing by uh, yeah. by ch- chatting about this today I know Taking and so you direction. hire uh, you have women that are um, uh, doing sales for I you do. yeah. and uh, and all the various positions, and so um, I, I one thing that's interesting is that uh, you had mentioned you, you come from a family of immigrants from yes. Latin America. Yes, yes? that's okay. correct. What part? Um, my parents are from Argentina. Oh, born wow. and raised. They came here in um, the mid seventies. And um, my grandfather on my mother's side had come before them. And, um, you know, just like I think every immigrant family that comes here, you're looking for a better opportunity and a better way for their family. And, um, you know, it's a different work ethic, I think, coming from uh, being an immigrant child. Yeah, you said you learned your uh, work ethic from your family. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hard work. Hard work and, you know, do whatever you have to do to get money and food into the house. So, right, you right. Know, that's And you were the first in your family to graduate college, right? I am. Wow, I am that's impressive first. too. Yeah. 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 I mean, so it just goes to show, I mean, you've come from a, um, a challenging set of circumstances, but yet this was a great path for you to take and could be for other young women. Yes. Um, and so you're wanting people, uh, women to know it's available. The automotive industry is a great way to make yes. a great living, and yes. it's a great career path. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's that's my goal, yeah. really. You know, I would love to see more women in this industry and yeah. in this career path. And and again, it could be in parts, it could be in service, it could mm-hmm. be in sales. We have female service technicians. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so you could be turning wrenches or you could be, you know, selling a car. It's irrelevant. It's right. just a good business for yeah. women. Yeah, yeah. It can be a a great career path. Absolutely. Um, so. Um, they say that uh, you know women uh, being part of a management team make a, a company more profitable. I had someone on the show a couple weeks ago, and they were talking about they're actually going out and talking to major corporations mm-hmm. about why it's so important to have women on their management team mm-hmm. and that it does impact 
uh, their profitability. And uh, like I said, you know, your proof of that and and how profitable the, the uh, Honda of downtown LA is mm-hmm. um, one of the top in the country and and the reason they say is because women have a, a, a bigger picture like a longer term look sure I was wondering if you felt like that's true I do um, I, yeah. you know you say oh we've come from uh, bottom place in yeah. five years to top 25 and I always say yeah but I'm not done yet yeah you yeah know, it's it's that's not where great. I'm stopping it's, yeah. it's, it's great it's great I'm very proud the of the goal team is number that's one, gotten huh? us here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm proud of the team that's gotten us here this far yeah. and I hope that the team we have stays together and continues on to 15, 10th, 5th and number one yeah. in the country and, um, and and doing it the right way yeah. with good people and good customer service and a great product and um, it is a great product. It is. It really is. People We're say really you don't even fortunate. have to sell a Honda because yeah. like, <laughs> people that are Honda lovers yeah. seem to like they just come it's in just, and just buy another Honda yeah, you know because they, they run forever right they do they do make a yeah. phenomenal product I'm very blessed and fortunate to work for such yeah. a great company and um but it's it's again it's it, it's not stopping it's not going to be hopefully where where we end and yeah you're um, not going to like uh, rest on not your resting on the laurels that's correct <laughs> I'm not I'm not known for that <laughs> <laughs> well that's why you are where you are today thank you, thank you. um so uh what would be your advice to uh young women uh, about this industry I mean I, I would imagine it's still tough yeah, I mean, I mean it, it's definitely. Listen, it's it's not um, an industry that you can uh, step into lightly. But so we're in LA, so neither is show business, right? Right. right. Uh, that's another business that I like in my eyes is oh tough. my gosh, yeah, tough. Talk right? about tough. Yeah, it, it's you know um, difficult, and and the people that make it make it because of their perseverance and their desire and their passion and and everything that makes them who they are. And I I want the women that know that they can do more and be more, know that they have an opportunity to do so in the automotive industry and in the car business. And mm-hmm. uh, specifically in my dealership, for sure, mm-hmm. um, because um, we're very big on promoting from within, and mm-hmm. um, I, we've promoted a tremendous amount of people just in the short five years. You know, mm-hmm. from porters to salespeople to from salesperson to finance manager, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. um, we're always looking for great talent. And I think um, if you've got good heart and hustle, and you know that you have that in you, and you're female, um, you you can reach any mountain top that you want to so so uh this is interesting in case anybody hasn't picked up on your accent <laughs> <laughs> that southern accent yeah, um right. so you're from long island new york i'm queens new york yes. oh queens new yep. york okay and uh i was just wondering i mean you started your career there yes it must have been like really kind of culture shock to Oof. come to la <laughs> You know, well, I, I moved from New York too, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be an understatement um, yeah. that it was a culture shock. Uh, the first two years were very interesting, to say the yeah. least. Yeah, um, there, there's definitely. Um, a distinct difference in there is. the yeah. uh, work-life balance yep. um, between the East Coast and the West Coast, uh, specifically in New York and Los Angeles. Well, and that means, like, L.A., 
there's a lot more more, more on the life <laughs> than work, <laughs> which is great, right? You right? Know? Yeah. And and you know, as a New Yorker, it's like nose to the grindstone, I'm, yeah, right? And, yeah. And I'm relaxed here in comparison to how I was. So in that's New a good York, thing, right? Well, right? Yeah, yeah. But you never lose that edge. I don't. Yeah. Think. Yeah. I've been born and raised in New York, and. Um, you know, uh, and New Yorkers, they tell it like it is. Yeah, that was not a, so much here. Not so much here. We won't go there. Yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> um, it's it's it was just but I'll it call was you a learning for lunch. curve. No. Right? Yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> I will. I will hold my breath. No. <laughs> but um, it was uh, it it was it's been a great learning experience. It yeah. really has been uh, some of the best five years of my life. And That's cool. um, and you know, I mean. 80 degrees in December. I'm not crying. Oh, about, yeah. I mean, you know? we are so spoiled here. <laughs> so, How could, yeah, it's ridiculous. You, yeah, you're not really missing that <laughs> yeah. sub zero weather in That's New York, correct. right? No. And it's good to move and uh, try another culture, I think. I've I agree. lived in uh, Miami, DC, mm-hmm. uh, New York, and mm-hmm. here. And I really love experiencing all the different cultures because each city has its own culture for, for sure. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I it's agree interesting, you. had you not been in this automotive industry, you probably wouldn't have ended up in LA. Who what knows? a great opportunity. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It really, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm very humbled and very grateful to, so to have if the some, path I've had. If somebody was working at a Honda dealership, let's say they wanted to go that path that yep. you've inspired them today. Um so they could basically work at any Honda in any city in the country. I would hope so. so. I would hope that you know, yeah, um, could take the, that with you. Most with, of the that's owners, kind of cool. Yeah, I, I would yeah. hope so. Um, you know, I would hope most owners are as evolved as mine. Yeah. And um, you know, we don't look at. Um, I think we were chit-chatting about yeah. this earlier. We don't look at oh, is it male? Is it female? Is it uh, black, look white, the purple, person. green? It's the person, yeah, the talent great. that they bring to the job, and can they can they execute it? Right. And um, really, can they do the task at hand? Right. And the best person for the job. That's it. Period. Right. Right. You that's know. great. But I yeah. would like more women. Yes. In the industry, yeah. because Hello, I think a lot more that. women they, could do the women. task at Did hand. You hear that? She wants more women. <laughs> Absolutely. Carolyn at my at Honda of downtown LA yeah very much um, so I know you're opening a new uh, facility we are yes. that's very exciting we're very excited M- multi-million yes. dollar yes. new facility yes. uh, in downtown LA yeah, we're staying downtown that's correct um, tell me a little bit. When is that going to open? And um, we're I, projecting about a year, year and a half out. You know, in construction. Yeah. You never really know once yeah. you start building. But that'll what be things here before happen. you know but it. Yeah, exactly. Time flies that'll be when awesome you're having a good time. To be heading up this beautiful new facility. Very excited. We're yeah. very excited. And right now um, you're like though in a historic we are location, very. which is also cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's got its limitations because it was never built to. Um, sell the amount of units that oh, we actually sell such so a problem to have. it's it's a quality yeah. problem yeah but um it, it is an issue right yeah. with storage so this capacity. one will be like twice as big or? oh this is going to be um it's going to be huge yeah, yeah. it's going to be a, a i think half a city block if i'm not i wow. don't know exactly i think 30 40 000 square feet something like that and, and there's a not, whole resurgence going on in downtown they, la yes. so you guys are kind of helping to revitalize we're that we're actually area. gonna be located across the street from where the rams are playing oh my gosh yeah 
So we're going to be directly across the street from the Rams. That's cool. And uh, it's a big sports cool. fan. I'm not, but uh, you know, I just for location purposes. Yeah, that'll you know, be neat. That, that's a good reference for yeah. people that. <laughs> yeah, where it's going to be. Know, our, yeah. our fans, and um, from what I've seen, just a couple of the home games that they've played, there's definitely Rams fans out yeah. here, which is fantastic. Yeah. And um, so I, I know you said your your goal is to you know try to uh, help make the neighborhood a better place for and, sure. and, and, yeah, and create job opportunities. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love um, when I interview people that, you know, they tell me that they live locally or that they're five minutes from work. And, you know, it's exciting to me and it's exciting to them because it's a good quality of life to live close to where you're. Uh, your job oh, is especially you know? in LA and it's, yes yeah exactly. I, I made up my mind exactly. when I moved here that I was going to work and live in in the same proximity yeah because it's important commuting it is, is tough here it is really difficult yeah. but I'm blessed I have a few members of my team that drive an hour hour and a half every <clears throat> single day you yeah, there away, are people that do you know it. and it's okay with them and, and yeah. they're grateful for the opportunity that they have and yeah. they're happy to do it yeah so but that's just a, another stark <clears throat> difference between the East Coast and the West Coast right Right? There's no public transportation <laughs> yeah. reliable really out here that you can use. Oh yeah, and yeah. Um, you're but, used to it in New York. The yeah. uh, transit, sure, yeah. but you know, but uh, it helps us sell a lot of Hondas. So I'm <laughs> grateful for that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Good gas mileage. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. What cars do you guys have coming out? Is there something new and exciting? Um, the, the new Civic, Civic Hatchback the new is Civic coming. Is gorgeous. The new Civic is gorgeous, and really the Civic awesome. Hatchback is coming, oh. which is super super exciting. Oh my god! I never um, even the Civic knew SI that. is coming back. Uh, the Ridgeline just came out. The truck relaunched, and it's phenomenal. Uh, the Pilot got a redo about a year ago, which is it's probably one of the best. I think family SUVs out there on the market mm-hmm. just oh great not being biased at all or not anything. at all <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Honda's really th- knocking it out of the park. Which with, one do you drive? I drive an Accord. Oh, mm-hmm. nice, nice. Yeah, I drive an Accord. Well, thank you so much for this interview. Uh, you know, I think you've inspired a lot of women to think, you know, automotive is a great path to go. It's I hope certainly so. been good to you. Absolutely. And I wish you all the luck with everything you're doing. Thank I, you. I'm cheering you on to number one. Thank you very good much. Good luck with the new facility. Thank Can't you. Can't wait to see it. And uh, just thank you for being on the show and for trailblazing for other women. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, um, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to let women know about the opportunity for them. Right. I know. I'm so happy to have this platform to tell people. Well, thank you so much. We will be right back with Cher Pasquini. Do you want to have more passion and purpose in your day-to-day? Are you yearning to ignite your power within? Now, more than ever, the world needs women who dream big, inspire others, and are living their greater purpose. There's never been a better time to up your game and make your success happen now. Contact Danny Rukin for a complimentary consultation and find out more about how you can become more effective, energized, and empowered while making a difference in doing what you love. Go to www.dannyrukin.com. The Live, Love, Thrive radio show is produced by 360karma.com. Are you a 360karma woman? If so, spread the word. Be sure to follow us on social media at 360karma women on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please like us and share us with family and friends. This is the year of the woman, and we are stronger together. 
The Live, Love, Thrive program is brought to you in part by Honda of downtown Los Angeles, supporting the equality and empowerment of women. Fans of the Live, Love, Thrive radio show, join us for our Live, Love, Thrive conference in Los Angeles on November 12th, 2016. This will be one of the most dynamic and interactive conferences in the country regarding equal pay and the shift of putting more women into positions of influence. Plus, incredible speakers, music, and life-changing tools to help you find your life purpose and create your legacy. Get your tickets now at www.LiveLoveThriveConference.com. And we are back with Cher Pasquini, who is the head of employee relations for World Vision International. Welcome, Cher. Hey, thank you. How are you? I'm great. Um, so, um, oh my gosh, your story is really amazing. Uh, I want to first share, before we talk about working for World Vision, which is the largest NGO, and for people that don't know, that's a, a non-governmental organization, right? Right. right. Um, not to be confused with GMO. <laughs> Some people don't know what a G NGO is. So anyway, um, so uh, I want to talk about your trajectory mm-hmm. to becoming uh, the head of employee relations and investigations for World Vision. So you had told me uh, as a young kid that you wanted right. to travel the world. Right. And I thought this was fascinating that you created every type of job that you could that would allow you to travel right so uh, let's talk about first you uh you know after deciding you wanted to travel the world you ventured into hospitality right which was a great way for you know somebody listening you know if they are interested in travel hospitality is a wonderful uh oh absolutely industry to go into right yes absolutely absolutely so first you helped to open uh hyatt hotels right yes chicago and atlanta and around the country right started the hyatt regency here in chicago Uh and uh, i had one of those dreams you know i just really wanted to um, see the world, uh, but I also knew that my parents—they uh, were um, a lot older. Um, yeah. I was—I was born when my parents were thirty-six and forty. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't know if um, I had a feeling I needed to travel the world uh, without paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You so, <laughs> so, so first, you know, at around seventeen years old, um, I just applied for Hyatt Hotel, and I, I started working for them, and I ended up getting obsessed about the business. And the one thing that I always tell people is you're not going to get anywhere if you do things, you know, through mediocrity. You yeah. really have to stand out. And I thought to myself when I was in the hospitality industry, how am I going to stand out right. with, you know, 700 employees working in this building? Yeah. So I thought, oh, the comment card. So as I was working the front desk and I kept saying, did you enjoy your survey here? Fill this out. And my name kept popping up. Oh. And then the next thing I know is I that won. Was smart. The next thing I knew, I won, you know, employee of the quarter and, you know, and employee of the month. And so there, you know, people started saying, who is that girl? Yeah. So and it's really it's really important to find a way to stand out. Right. And so I spent uh, a lot of years in the hospitality industry. So you said from like 17 to 27 or something? 17 to 27. Absolutely. And uh, opening up uh, Hyatt's in Phoenix, Minneapolis, Palm Beach, Baltimore, Atlanta, the addition to the Hyatt Regency Atlanta. Yeah, so it was and fun. then before you got into the cruise business, mm-hmm. uh, you took a little detour 
uh, when you got here to L.A., right? And yeah. and worked for a uh, agent, right? Well, you know, in, in the entertainment industry, absolutely. And you know, the one thing that sounded like a lot of fun. Uh, well, it was, and I I have to tell you, I would you. love for you to tell people how you got that job. It's hilarious. Well, okay. Well, you know what's really funny? I I always look at my life as when I was a young girl, I looked at it as just a book. Yeah. with blank pages. Right. And every chapter I wanted to write because yeah. I wanted to create an adventure and yeah. I wanted to create my life. Yeah. So after 10 years of opening up hotels, working 20 hours a day, I thought, okay, um, I met an actress uh, that we became very good friends. She was, why don't you move to L.A.? And so I ended up moving to L.A. and living in her guest house. And I thought, I've got to change I have to change something for a while. I was exhausted. Yeah. And I had a creative side to me. Yeah. A little writing side to me. So I thought, well, let me come, you know, come to L.A. And how I ended up getting a job, and I was walking down Sunset Boulevard just handing out all my resumes. And I thought, uh, and there was one particular agent that she was screaming at her assistant, and they're both screaming at each other. And, and so she goes, you know, what do you want? And I'm like, well, I was looking for a job. And uh, so the next thing I know, she said, you know, well, I just fired her. You're hired. So, so that's how I ended up getting. That's in. how you end up working at an agency. At a small you agency. You happen to be in the right place at the right time, <laughs> exactly. walking in off the street, right? <laughs> exactly. It was, you know, one of those stories. Who and knew you could work for an agent just by uh, walking Sunset Boulevard? You go, Cher. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then after that it was again it's it's taking your experience and and yeah. but again, wait a minute from oh, there sorry. you went and worked for seat ct uh one of the uh major agencies right yeah a matter of fact icm um, icm yeah right. a matter of fact i i took a jump well actually i left uh that particular agency and started working at universal the 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 producers building for yeah. Martin Bregman and Lou Stroller. Uh-huh. And of course, you know, I was, you know, a hospitality person, so I was an assistant manager, I was a rooms exec with mm-hmm. uh, Hyatt Hotel Corporation and I wasn't really used to this industry and how fast that they talked and <laughs> and so it was it was um, you know, Lou Stroller would always uh, you know, uh, use his um what um, the uh, what was it back in the day? It was the, the uh, speakerphone. The speakerphone. Yeah, intercom. And, but intercom. he would always eat a banana first and then tell me what to do. And I and I was and he he thought I was deaf half the time. So <laughs> he's he like, didn't know what he was saying because I I didn't know what he was saying. I'd always look at the other. I was like, what did he say? I, and I go, Lou, can you repeat that? And, you know, so. It was because he was eating a banana. He was always he always put a banana in his mouth before he would tell me to do something. So needless to say, the entertainment industry was very. Uh, well, it was it was entertaining. It, it was entertaining, <laughs> and then I ended up going to ICM and working as a an assistant um, mm-hmm. on a real good floor, and right. it was just amazing the people that I would be riding up and down the elevators with, yeah. and it was just one of those. Uh, you know, well, after, for people that don't know, ICM is one of the top agencies right. for celebrities. Exactly, you yeah. have um, William Morris, ICM, and CAA. Right, and again, so this was your little detour right. once you got to LA, but Absolutely. then. You ended up back in hospitality. Absolutely. I thought uh, in this the cruise was fun. industry, right? Well, actually, um, I ended up in hospitality, and then um, right before 9 11, I was hired uh, for Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. And being that I had. Um, well, actually, uh, I think we're we're skipping a couple of things. I think. Oh, wait a minute. It was I ended up going to South Korea. I ended up remember um, the next stop. 
stop was I was sending out my resumes because I, I realized that uh, the entertainment to get back to travel right. and yeah. and all of a sudden there was a job it was it was hospitality and the one thing I want to we have a picture of the hotel yeah the it was hotel the Dragonfly Hotel it was the Dragon Hill Hotel Dragon Hill hotel. and it was United Nations Command in Seoul South Korea and this is what I want to mm. tell you know. Uh, you know, people out there, whenever you get an interview as a as a human resource professional, mm-hmm. go on the interview. If you, you think you don't like it, you go. And so it happened to be a hotel that was uh, advertised in Seoul, South Korea. And I thought, OK, well, I'm going to just send my resume. It was really. I, now, I, see, I wouldn't want to go live in I Korea. I didn't want to go either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to go so either. Because I'm like really impressed that you went and lived there. No, know? what was really funny is, yeah. you know, this is what came out of it. I thought it was applying for a hotel and I was just kind of like well you know it was one of those days oh you didn't know it was in Korea well I knew it was in Korea but I didn't know it was United Nations Command for the Department of Defense oh my god and they run hotels around the world right so it wasn't until I went on that interview up in Seattle Washington did I know that it was the United Nations Command right and then I ended up flying my second interview to um, Hawaii to meet the full bird uh, colonel and I got the job yeah and then they flew me to now the reason you telling me uh, you got the job uh well you know it's like life is a puzzle and each right. thing you do leads to the next thing absolutely so, because you, so that kind of gave you some military experience working for the un yes right? Which well, kind of led you to the next thing right it was the department of the army and so what happened with royal caribbean then when i i spent four years working in seoul south korea which was an amazing experience wow four years and four years and it was absolutely amazing yeah. and and then you love the people and love the people yeah. um, just traveled around the world uh, you know traveled to uh, Thailand and I think there's a picture, th- picture of, of you with the monkey in yeah, Thailand exactly me yeah. in Thailand and then uh, of course in Korea uh, I I was telling you about that experience I was only there like a couple of weeks when the full bird colonel said well take somebody up to the DMZ which is the border of North and South Korea Wow on you know going into the armistice building which is your literally walking into North Korea and coming back out. And that's these pictures we have of you by the tunnels? Right, by the tunnels and those are the North Korean tunnels Um, and what happened is we went into one of these tunnels and one of... uh, one of the employees ended up having a heart attack. Oh my gosh. And so I was giving him, you know, I, I was the highest ranking official there at the time, so I was giving him mouth to mouth resuscitation. He had to, and I was only there two weeks. So oh it gosh. was just, it was one of those things. So um, then when I left uh, Korea uh, after four years, uh, that's when I was hired for uh, Royal Caribbean uh, because of the fact that I had the military side. I understood the military side, which is the marine side of the ship, and the hospitality side of the ship. Right. And, it and was you were a- telling me you started uh, like an HR program uh, for the uh, cruise industry. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, most of the staff captains, well, all of the staff captains on the ships from Princess to Carnival to Royal Caribbean, they were doing the human resource side. And it just became, they just really didn't know human resources, so it became a problem for the cruise lines. So I piloted this program. Wow. And we ended up hiring other HR directors. And that's another area that people should look in is being, an, if they are in HR, is working for HR on board cruise lines. It's a wow, great 
sounds like fun. And you're an officer on yeah. board, so you get a one-bedroom so, suite. And so you get great. to travel all over on the cruise ships, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. You get, a, get get to know a lot of people on board the ship. And, you know, people always joke to you. They go, is this really a job for you? I'm like, no, it's so much fun. Is it? Was it so much fun? <laughs> oh, it was really, it yeah. was really nice. Um, when I... Uh, again, around 9-11, all the ships were stuck around the world. And I think one of the, the, the fondest memories I have is the Thanksgiving right after 9-11, where, you know, when you have a ship that holds what, about three, it was the Radiance of the Seas that I was working in, and also the Adventure of the Seas. And I happened to be on the Radiance when, you know, there's these grand stairwells in the dining room, mm-hmm. where on Thanksgiving, uh, and you have people from all over the world working as servers um, and from Croatia all over. So all of a sudden, uh, during the Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. they came marching down singing God Bless America, wow. holding the American flag. And there wasn't a dry eye on the ship. So that's one of my fondest memories. And Beautiful. of course, the travel is always great, you know, docking in Aruba. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so fast forward, you've traveled all over with these various mm-hmm. opportunities. And mm-hmm. now you end up at World Vision right? Uh, as the head of employee relations for more than 46,000 people right. around the globe. Right. Uh, and I should say employee relations and investigations. investigations. It's global employee relations, yeah, 46,000. And so uh, tell us about, first of all, tell people what World Vision is, those who don't know about it. Oh my God. It's an amazing, amazing, well, it's it's an amazing organization. It's been around since 1950. And a reverend started it back then. His name was Bob Pierce. And how he started, it, it started with the sponsorship end of it, mm-hmm. uh, sponsoring kids. And he was in China and there was a, an orphan. And this one particular uh, woman that he knew said, you know, how am I going to take care of this child? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I'll send money every month. And that's how he started World Vision. Well, World Vision, you know, X amount of years later, is now the largest provider of water around the world. Wow. We have 110 offices uh, worldwide. Uh, we also have the humani- uh, the emergency humanitarian end of it, mm-hmm. where about we, ha- we handle about 80 disasters a year, which, of course, we're in uh, the U.S. right now in Louisiana. Right. We're in Italy with the, the earthquake. Yeah, so World Vision, people don't realize they also supply things here in the U.S. Absolutely. Because you said 22% of children are in poverty. Right, so. absolutely. And so <clears throat> school supplies, coats, uh, if they need you know, a tuition assistance, mm-hmm. we supply that. Wow, And that's it's great. WVUS that does a great job here in the United and States. And you were saying even though this is a Christian-based organization, they help everyone Every, muslims and, and everywhere and, and all kinds of people everywhere. in jerusalem and absolutely yeah. absolutely we're all that's over the great. world i mean that's uh, the way it should be it absolutely should be. i mean people are people absolutely know, so that's we do a really great job uh with our families uh again we have also microfinancing mm-hmm. and again microfinancing is our the vision fund end of world vision where we supply uh if there's a a a woman who started, uh, uh, she had, she was like a little noodle maker for the uh, for the community. So again, we provided a loan, and she, you know, made more noodles to help the community and sustain the community. So now she has her own little noodle business oh. through microfinancing with World Vision, where oh they my get gosh. and. 
you know, about 99% of the women repay their loans. They're really good at it yeah. around the world. So yeah. we have that end. And of course, is it we, just women they microfinance? No, men too, but mm. they don't pay it back as quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no comment. I know, but they, <laughs> but they, they do a great job. They do a great job. And also, we have um, our ADPs around uh, around the world. And of course, it's the area um, development projects that we have where we go into it. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I want you to tell everybody about being in Afghanistan and Syria and, you know, how, I mean, you have a very dangerous job at times. So I know we have a picture of you with the soldiers in Afghanistan. Yes, yes. That was actually um, with the previous company that I worked for. Uh, it was uh, PAE, a Lockheed Martin company. Oh, right. And prior to going into World Vision, I worked internationally as the corporate director of human resources. Mm-hmm. And we ran a lot of the American embassies around the world as far as operation and maintenance. We took over military bases because, you know, at the time there was the Iraq war and they were running out of people because uh, as far as um, they need to pull uh, military folks off of mm-hmm. operation and maintenance and put them into uh, Iraq. So anyway, that was one of my trips to Afghanistan, to Kabul. We were running the American embassy and building some um, airports there. And so I went there. Um, um, I, and I remember security showing me a, um, a picture of uh, there was a suicide bomber. Uh, the most dangerous street in the world is Jalalabad in Afghanistan. And so he showed me uh, a picture of a, um, a suicide bombing about a week before I, I arrived there. I go, oh thank you gosh. very much. Oh my gosh. But uh, we ended up taking that same street. And what's really dangerous is, again, there were a lot of kids running after our vehicle mm-hmm. with backpacks. Right. So you have to be very careful because you don't know if yeah. somebody put a bomb in one of their backpacks. Oh my gosh. Unfortunately, that happens to children. Wow. And then you were telling me about, you know, being shot at in helicopters. Yeah, that was actually when, uh, again, with Lockheed, I I went to Darfur. And you know Darfur. um, uh, It's uh, where they had the uh, ethnic cleansing going Mm on. you know, I think about a million people yeah. were killed there. And so we were working and building camps for the African Union there. So I was in a Russian helicopter um, flying when they started taking pot shots at the helicopter. And oh my I was. Gosh, were you scared? <laughs> I, I was a little scared, that's for sure. And the one thing that I do want to share with you is there's <clears throat> millions of humanitarian workers around the world. And, you know, unlike the military, they're trained. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trained. Yeah. You have millions of humanity. And I don't think they get the credit that they deserve worldwide. Right. right. Because they're in harm's way yeah. all the time. So all these people that are employees of World Vision that you oversee, mm-hmm. these are humanitarian people that are, you know, just wanting to to do good. Right. But they're putting their life on the line. Absolutely. Every day. Yeah. Every day. And so... <clears throat> Because you're also in charge of investigations, mm-hmm. uh, I know you tell me sometimes you'll get a text of something happening, whether it could be a, a, a rape or a murder or, or things like this, uh, and, and it's your job to make sure that you know something's done about that. And I understand that <clears throat> when you took over these hundred and some offices, when something like that would happen, 
uh, nothing was happening in real time, and you created a program that uh, uh, integrated uh, so that it's integrated, so that everything is in real time. So no matter what happens in one of those offices, whatever it is, uh, you're made aware of it right away, so you can handle it. Well, absolutely. Um, right? I think one thing about World Vision: not only do we care for our um, families around the world and our children, but we—it's really important for us to care for our employees because they care for the families and the children around right. the world. Right. So what we did is about nine years ago when I arrived, we did not have an employee relations department. And what we did is, and most organizations around the world have separate and isolated mm-hmm. systems like a security system and a child protection system and an, uh, a, a human resource system. We call mm-hmm. human resources PNC, people and culture. Uh, you have um, you know, also finance as well as mm-hmm. far as theft. But what we did is we uh, we integrated everyone into one system. Right. So now across the world in 110 countries, if there is a code red, which is let's say an employee got in an accident and, and there, it was a fatality, mm-hmm. code red, immediate notification, they go in, fill an electronic form, and everyone at the same time now is able to see that report in their cell phone, in their laptop, and we can communicate to the reporter of this incident mm-hmm. and either provide guidance or they're telling us what right. they're doing on the ground. Right. It seems like that would be important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And the one thing, you know, we do have staff care and uh, it's it's probably one of the best staff cares in any organization I've ever worked. In, mm-hmm. And it's headed by a gentleman by the name of Michael Hagenauer. And again, if there's an employee that was in a car accident, he was a passenger or she was a passenger and it was really stressful. There's counselors to talk to, psychosocial support. Um you know everything uh we're really good with with that uh around the world yeah that's great that's great that you implemented that i know you're well it took a village (laughs) so it's all the functional departments working together to make that happen so i'm really really proud of that system right it sounds like you love working for world vision absolutely and you know the one thing that i i believe uh, you know anyone um you know, my dream was to travel the world. Yeah, but the I love one, how you manifested that and in I, every way, from the hotels to the cruise industry to Lockheed Martin to now World Vision. Uh, absolutely. You know, I think any any young woman uh, could sit mm-hmm. here and be inspired by the fact that, you know, maybe they want to see the world and, hey, here's a way to do it. It wasn't like uh, you, you know, had the means or whatever. You just manifested it. And that's really cool. Absolutely. And I think the one thing that I've always wanted to do with myself is um, to learn to be a better person. And through travel, um, just as far as you just grow and develop, um, and uh, again, when you're really American-centric, and the one thing that I do want to talk about is we are becoming a global world, you know, global mm-hmm. trade. And there are other people from other countries working in the United States. We're uh, working ex- um, uh, in other countries as well. And human resources in the United States is state and federal laws. But globally, it's really an exciting 
exciting um, industry as far as human resource globally Mm -hmm. because it's a little bit more complicated because you've got the local laws. You have also um, international laws. laws. If you are a California company, the California laws that will follow you in. Then you have Sharia law as well in some countries. Mm -hmm. And like a sexual harassment here in the United States, if it's investigated and um, and it's substantiated, you are terminated from the job. But across the world, there are countries that you will, it's a criminal offense. Right. So Sharia law, right? uh, Sharia law. If if you have, like Sharia law, if you are a, um, if there's a sexual harassment, we have to fly people out right away because they may get killed if they're accused of sexual harassment. Wow. Uh, If you have uh, a sexual harassment in in a lot of countries, it could be a criminal offense and that employee could be locked up for a couple of years. Right, right. So it's It's, a lot different. It's a lot It's a lot different. It's a lot more intense, but it's something that people, and the one thing, uh, if if you're living in California and you speak English and Spanish already, uh, and you just add a little bit of French, to you know, learning French, yeah. you can work for the United Nations. Right. They have jobs all over the world. Uh, you can work for, uh, of course, World Vision as well. Right. Uh, you have Oxfam and, and what if you know Pig Latin? <laughs> 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 well, that's I, that's I what we'll I know. Just end on that note. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, there's a wonderful, a yeah. lot of job opportunities and yes. human resources with uh, NGOs, humanitarian organizations. And of course, look online for the United Nations as well. Great opportunities. Right. As well. And yeah. they can look at worldvision.org. To yes. And, jobs and if, there. You want tr- if you want to know more about human resources, go to sherm.org or yeah. pyra.com. It sounds it's like uh, HR has been a great path for you. It has. And yeah. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Well, thank you for being on the show. Well, well, thank, thank you. you for sharing thank you, about Catherine. your world travels. Yes, yes. I wish we had more time because I know it, it, it's amazing all the places that you've been. Oh, and I can tell you my, yeah. you know, about Bangladesh and all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, Cher. Oh, you're welcome. And thank, thank you. you for tuning in. We will be back next week on UBN Radio, Wednesdays at noon. And uh, just make it a great week. Live, love, and thrive. And uh, hugs and happiness. Do you want to have more passion and purpose in your day-to-day? Are you yearning to ignite your power within? Now, more than ever, the world needs women who dream big, inspire others, and are living their greater purpose. There's never been a better time to up your game and make your success happen now. Contact Danny Rukin for a complimentary consultation and find out more about how you can become more effective, energized, and empowered while making a difference in doing what you love. Go to www.dannyrukin.com. The Live Love Thrive program is brought to you in part by Honda of downtown Los Angeles, supporting the equality and empowerment of women. The Live Love Thrive radio show is produced by 360karma.com. Are you a 360 Karma woman? If so, spread the word. Be sure to follow us on social media at 360 Karma Women on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please like us and share us with family and friends. This is the year of the woman, and we are stronger together. Fans of the Live Love Thrive radio show, join us for our Live Love Thrive conference in Los Angeles on November 12, 2016. 
This will be one of the most dynamic and interactive conferences in the country regarding equal pay and the shift of putting more women into positions of influence. Plus, incredible speakers, music, and life-changing tools to help you find your life purpose and create your legacy. Get your tickets now at www.LiveLoveThriveConference.com. 